0: Disney Time Podcast.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Disney Time Podcast. I'm your host, Micah, and joining me today are my co hosts, Nelson. Hello. And Rissa. Hello. How you guys doing? Nelson, I hear you just got back from visiting your dad. Is that right?
2: Yeah. So I was actually up in the bay. So pretty close to you guys. But um, yeah, I had to visit my family as my dad had to get surgery on his foot over the past week. So just wanted to visit him, see how he's doing and, you know, spend some time with, with family. So, so I just got
1: it was, back. Assuming uh, I assume it was really good, right?
2: Oh, yeah. Um, Had some, yeah, just... Spent time with him, and um, when he was resting, I also got to meet up with another friend. So just got got had a chance to hang out. Cool.
1: And Rissa, how's your week?
0: Pretty good. i um, just keeping busy at work, uh, trying to get this next week over with before our big trip.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, that's right. You guys have a trip coming up next week. So this coming weekend, yep, definitely. So for all our listeners out there, look for Rissa and Nelson in the parks. Uh, Rissa's skin didn't arrive yet, so you know. Just look out for them. They'll be recording. So if you see them, they've got some cards that they can hand out. You can check us out too.
0: That's a uh, skin for my backpack. I, I yeah. have skin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: this is the skin that we had customized that has Disney Time Podcast logo. So um, that's gonna be coming, and that will be. You'll be able to see it in some future uh, social media posts and on you know our vlogs eventually. So look out for that, guys. Um, now this week. We are going to have a topic of talking about Captain Marvel, the movie, um, and our thoughts on what we you know, thought about the movie itself and everything it has to do with the Marvel universe. And before that, there was a Disney Parks blog article that I shared with the two. Uh, it's their weekly recap about new experiences unveiled in historic transformation of Epcot, update for Disney's walk around the world, bricks at Magic Kingdom Park, and more. So. I guess Disney Parks' blog keeps busy every week. They do an article probably every day, and so they shared a few articles. This week they talked about announcing of a new creperie featuring the cuisine of celebrity chef Jérôme Bocuse. And that's going to be coming to the France Pavilion. And they also gave us a first look at the new Awesome Planet film being added to the the park's Land Pavilion. So, did you guys see any articles about that earlier in the week um, regarding the creperie or the Awesome Planet? Nelson, I know you saw the Awesome Planet one, right?
2: Yeah, because when I saw that uh, it was going to be added to the land, I was starting to think where they're going to put it because my first thought was like oh are they going to change up the soaring like Mm -hmm. the the video that they play there because i thought i would think that'd be pretty cool but then i remember you um kind of replied back to me saying like it's probably going to be put here instead and it was the that one other show the lion
1: king um
2: oh right because last time i was there in november it was it was closed so
1: yeah, I they guess, they, yeah. they have a pretty big theater there that they use to um, show The Lion King. It's uh, pretty much about planet planetary conservation. So yeah. I'm assuming that uh, this is gonna take its place. So yeah, yeah. So that, make,
2: yeah, that ahead, makes nothing. sense. Uh, I was just no, that makes sense if it's gonna be placed there. Since I mean. It seemed like it was closed, the Lion King one, when I was there in November. So, and I mean, Soaring, as much as, you know, we'd like it to, I, as much as I would like to see it, something different. Yeah, they'll probably keep that the same, in all honesty.
1: Right. So, there was also a mention of Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. They're going to build a all-new location of a creperie, and it's going to be, um, they're going to offer table service and quick service for guests that want savory crepes and galettes, and also sweet crepes crepes so rissa what do you think about them adding a creperie in the france pavilion
0: i'm surprised they didn't already have one
1: yeah exactly it's kind of surprising that france is only they have like some fine dining but they don't really have something like this you know so i mean
0: like there's so many things you can do with crepes so it's it's kind of surprising to me that they don't have a creperie in either uh the france pavilion or uh the japanese pavilion with some gelato oh yeah
1: yeah that's true
2: yeah there is a uh, kind of like a booth over in Disney Springs called Arista crepes
1: Ooh. <laughs> nice yeah so and
2: um, what do you think, uh, go- they've got some interesting like crepe options there but um, I don't think they're like specifically like traditional crepes but, right, uh, right yeah I didn't get a chance to try anything from there because I was eating other items <laughs>
1: Yeah. So what do you what do you think about them adding a creperie in the France Pavilion, Nelson?
2: Um, Yeah, it's kind of a similar sentiment. Like, it's kind of surprising that there hasn't been one yet. Um, I know they're in the back. There has a really awesome like ice cream shop. Mm-hmm. And also like the French pastries.
1: Oh, like a patisserie. Oh,
2: yeah. Over down there. Like it's kind of hidden too. So unless you don't know about it or you go like wandering back there, you won't know it's there.
1: <laughs> Definitely. So,
2: um, it's kind of a shame. It's so hidden, but um, man, they got amazing stuff back there. So. Right.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
2: So, I mean, adding more to it with uh, with this creperie, I guess. Um, yeah. I'm all for more sweets for me.
1: <laughs> all right. Cool. So the next thing they talked about were the commemorative commemorative bricks um, from Disney's Walk Around the World near Magic Kingdom Park and the TTC. They're going to be retired in the upcoming months. So uh, Nelson, you probably have seen these. They're like the hexagonal bricks or heptagonal. I don't know how many sides there are, but That's yeah, so cool. yeah, yeah. So I think it is hexagonal bricks that are mm-hmm. on the ground close right. to the transportation and ticket center and also going toward magic kingdom and they have like the names of people families and then dates and things like that kind of like the ones at the promenade in um, disneyland in that area Yep.
2: yeah right in between the parks right
1: right so they're going to be retiring these um they were sold with the commitment that they're going to be displayed until 2011 so they've been I guess they sold them early on in the 90s or early 2000s and they said for sure until 2011 so it's now 2019 and they're going to be retiring them I guess they're going to replace the bricks with some sort of new walkway Um, and for now they can guests can purchase a commemorative version of their brick from now until August 31st 2019 or while supplies last and they can purchase that for 10 bucks so Basically, they had to pay for them to display these bricks in the first place, and then they have to pay again to buy a commemorative one. That's so, messed up. Yeah. What do you guys think, Risa? You that, think it's that's messed totally up?
0: messed up? I hope they don't they don't do people in Disneyland shady that that way. Yeah, when um, they
1: decide to retire the yeah
0: bricks. yeah because like you pay a lot of money for these things, exactly. and you would expect to you know at least get it back. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Some of them even have seals on them, like you know gold. Oh, or,
1: yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. they're, like,
0: gold-plated for, like, the 50th, and some other ones have, like, special, like, chips on them or whatever. So, yeah, it, it's kind of sad that, that they're doing this, but you would think they would just give them, like, a commemorative one, maybe not even personalized, just so that they can have something to say that, yeah, I, I donated to this, and now it's gone, but whatever.
1: What do you think, Nelson, that they're going to do this at uh, Magic Kingdom? Well,
2: I mean, it makes sense that in this, uh, ver- like, a replica... Mm -hmm. because, I mean, once they start removing them, there's no easy way to take them out nicely.
1: Yeah, because you can't remove individual ones. Right, that's just going to be a pain to remove
2: them if you were to remove them individually. So, I mean, they're just going to tear them out. So, of course, they're going to get destroyed in the process. So, I mean, it sucks in that regard, and it sucks more that if you want a commemorative one, you have to pay. (laughs) Exactly. oh, man, just like... Like, I, I guess, yeah, the same sentiment where they, they donated and they, you know, they've had their tile there for, I guess, so long now. But I mean, in order to get a replica of what they already, you know, what they've had displayed for all these years, they have to pay more. I mean, arguably, sure, it's 10 bucks, but still, I mean, if it's just $10, then why not just, you know, provide Here, just- it?
0: eat the cost and give it to them right yeah just
2: give them just literally it's 10 bucks like holy cow that's that's not even a full meal at disney
1: (laughs) true that's true that is true so yeah so yeah it's good that i think it's good that they're gonna give them option of having a commemorative one just they remember that they had it um but i also think they kind of were like i don't know if they spelled it out to them that hey it's gonna be only till 2011 because it went past 2011 you know so, people are probably, in their impression, maybe that they'll be able to preserve it longer. But, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, it
2: might have been in the fine print. I don't yeah.
1: Know. <laughs> yeah, you know, kind of like how they're not announcing about Galaxy's Edge with the, um, you know, reservation thing. <laughs> Although, Although. They've
2: announced it, it's just they're, they're not promoting it. Yeah,
1: exactly. It's not a heavy promotion thing. Although, they did make an announcement that the night before the opening of galaxy's edge all of the disneyland resort hotels have been fully booked oh, so of course. and that was no surprise because yeah. they people already knew that if you're a hotel guest you're going to get a reservation automatically so that's probably the, the smart way to do it um they haven't announced yet how they're going to be doing the reservation system so we don't know yet either um anyway there's probably going to be more to come on that Um, The rest of this article just recaps the other things that they talked about during the week, like um, there's tickets for the new pop-up Disney Mickey celebration that's going to be at Downtown Disney um, in Anaheim. They're going to do that at the old ESPN zone, and then they also talk about new recruits to suit up along spider-man with cutting edge tech from the new worldwide engineering brigade at disneyland resort and disney paris and then they also talk about disney channel fan fest returning to disneyland resort on april 27. um then they're going to talk about Rafiki's planet watch reopening in the summer for animal kingdom uh then they are showing some art a sneak peek of art coming to disney's riviera resort and then seven ways to get your ears on with new offerings at the hotels of Disneyland Resort. And finally, the last one that they shared was, find out what's new with Disney Sea, uh, Disney at Sea with D23. And that's gonna be on the cruise line, basically. So if you guys wanna see that, we'll link the article and then you guys can click the links and follow along. And with that, let's move into our topic of the day, which is going to be Captain Marvel. So um, this is the latest installment from Marvel. Uh, and it's Captain Marvel. And so, Nelson, I understand you just watched it a couple of days ago, right? Or maybe yesterday, right?
2: Yeah, for me, it was yesterday. So I was the, the last one out of the three of us to having needed to, to watch it before we could record an episode like this. So, yeah, my fault.
1: <laughs> so it's pretty fresh in your mind, right?
2: Yeah, um, I was still, um, I still took down some notes to, um, you know, put my, my thoughts together with regards to what to say for this uh, review episode. But um, yeah, it's still pretty fresh and uh, looking forward to talking about it.
1: And Rissa, you saw this on the opening weekend, right?
0: Yeah, it's been a while since I watched it because I haven't really rewatched it yet. But I still have strong opinions, so
1: definitely uh, we can definitely. discuss it. All right, so let's talk about the overall, like, feeling of this movie here. So it takes place in the 90s. And, you know, I would guess that she would be the... Captain Marvel would be, like, the second superhero after Captain America, right? What do you guys think? Would Was she, like, the second one? Oh, like Wait.
2: the second Avenger?
1: Well, I mean, like, the second superhero that we see in the Marvel universe if I you talk about chronological like, chronologically, order. yeah yeah chronologically. I
0: guess technically
1: yeah yeah um so it takes place in the 90s which is a kind of a throwback because you know we grew up in the 90s so it's kind of cool I think to see some of the like LA in the 90s and then they even flash back to Blockbuster you know <laughs> yeah for the uh, kids
2: who don't know Blockbuster is a video rental store
1: they're probably like what's a video <laughs> or, like, you know, because it's VHS, so what's yeah. VHS? <laughs> so what do you think, Risa? What Did you like the callback to the 90s there?
0: I did. Um, I thought it was all interesting with the story that they chose um, because I, I have a friend, a former coworker, that's, like, really into Marvel Comics, mm-hmm. um, and he told me a little bit of the backstory about how Captain Marvel or Miss Marvel uh, is supposed to have gotten her powers. Okay. Okay. Um, um, and we were all a little bit confused about um, how OP she is in this movie, um, because per the comics, she's basically supposed to just have super strength and flight, uh, just like Captain Marvel, uh, um, who we all assumed Jude Law was going to be. They they changed it up on us. Um, yeah, so it's it's a little interesting.
1: Yeah, it's it's a pretty interesting way how the comics kind it kind of deviated from the comics here. Yeah. I know I know that uh, the Mar- the MCU. Deviates a lot from the comics, but I mean, it's it's interesting how they really do make her OP here. Um, right. What, what do you think, Nelson? Do you think she's OP here?
2: Uh, yeah. I mean, like even before, like in the whole promotion of the movie, there were comments saying that she's technically now the like the most powerful MCU hero. Hmm. Um. Which okay, so that was that was told ahead of time. Yep. Um. Yep. But um. After seeing the movie, I kind of don't agree with that, in all honesty.
1: That she's too so, OP? Uh,
2: no, that she's, quote-unquote, the, mo- the strongest Marvel uh, or MCU hero now. Because um, Thor kind of took a dying start to the chest.
0: Yeah. That's I true. don't think, That's true.
2: Um, like, not not to put her down or anything, but I don't think Carol Danvers' character would could do that.
0: Okay, so my problem with this is we had star lord yes who is half celestial okay yes Yes. yeah he yes he didn't have like an awakening of his powers the way that that carol danvers did towards the end of the movie right but physiologically she's human right exactly so how did she even survive absorbing some of the energy from from the tesseract and it's not an actual infinity stone like that she has in her possession she just absorbed the power and she I... was only able to survive it later on because she got Cree blood but yes. I'm, I'm, yes it's it's like the little details that they did to change it up that way it, it didn't make sense I, I thought that they could have done something else rather than saying oh look the tesseract because Okay, so timeline-wise, there's something a little iffy about this. Um, because if you recall, in Captain America, uh, the first Avenger, the Tesseract went down into the ocean with him, right? Mm-hmm. It's very plausible that Marvel, being a creep, was able to find it. But the way that they ended this movie, uh, the Flurkin, Goose, or Flurkin, whatever, ends up eating the Tesseract and spits it out on uh, Fury's desk. Yeah but loop back around to when they discover Captain America, they discover the Tesseract with him. so how does that work?
2: Did yeah. Well, it the- was one of the notes that I put down like is this seems like a continuity issue because I yeah. was like how did the doctor um yeah, how did Marvel get the Tesseract to begin with?
0: <laughs> I mean like like I'm saying like it, she's a she probably has something to scan the ocean, but how did it end Back with Captain America in the ice. Yeah, and they exactly. found him
1: because they showed in the end credits that he. Um, yeah,
2: Stark was looking for for um, or Howard Stark was looking for um, Chris Evans. Oh, excuse me, uh, Steve Steve Rogers. Steve Rogers, yeah, yeah. Uh, but he found the Tesseract instead with his little drone robot thingy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that yeah okay. So last possession that I understand like okay Stark has the tesseract so how did yeah uh, for me that was the 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 note that i took down
0: yeah so it's it's a little kind of iffy but i i mean i understand they're trying to like do little callbacks here and there um but it was it was just like you could have found a different source of her power because to me it's not really plausible that she's that freaking OP when you have Star-Lord who could barely contain the Power Stone, you know? And of all the Infinity Stones they chose, they chose the, the Space Stone and her powers are photon blasts instead of spacey stuff, you know? Like being able to teleport and like open pocket dimensions and whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's a little weird.
1: Yeah, that's what I, that's what I was thinking too. I was like, how come, you know, she's able to take a hit from the Tesseract when, like, nobody else could... As a human, they'd probably disintegrate, just like Mm -hmm. you know, just like when they in the first Avengers movie, movie, where people were just like disintegrating when they hit them with a teslaras blast, right? Like, yeah, what's going on here? (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm.
0: and then there was the the scale of her power. Like in the beginning, like she's just like okay, pow, 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 with with her photon blast and her her fists, and then all of a sudden, just because she breaks a little chip in in the back of her neck, she's able to take down like spaceships, no problem. And then she doesn't need to breathe air um, in space or have a special spacesuit to fly alongside um, a spaceship. And I'm like, "Uh, okay, you're physiologically a human. How can you survive in a vac? So there were like little plot points that I had problems. But overall, it was probably a middle of the road Marvel movie for me. Um, I won't go out of my way to watch it again, but I was entertained.
1: Yeah, so- any other thoughts on the the movie itself? Uh, what do you have, Nelson? You have some other thoughts?
0: Uh, yeah, um,
2: I mean, overall, I thought it was entertaining. Um, I thought the action was good. Um, the only really like memorable fight scene though was um, when she escaped the like. She was like um, upside down, and um, you know how there were like scan the scrolls were um, scanning her memories um, yeah. when she broke out, and then her, her fists were like covered with the those I guess um, uh, those uh, her those containment bindings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that was pretty cool, like that whole fight scene, and also the um, the the scenes on the on the train. Those were really the only really memorable fight scenes for me so uh, and but I mean the action in there in, in those scenes were good so and there this is definitely like a, a popcorn flick type of thing
1: right yeah like a blockbuster yeah
0: yeah it's it's not a oh my gosh I'm gonna rewatch it like three four times uh, but it it's good enough like it it does its job it's right. no wonder woman
1: right
2: Right. right. <laughs> um. I also saw, thought the CG was good, especially for the younger Nick Fury and Coulson.
1: Oh yeah, I really I liked was, how they did Coulson there. I so- was actually
2: surprised and like, because I mean, I thought the 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 CGI they did to make you know, especially Nick Fury look younger, was like, wow, I I forgot about it halfway through. Yep. Because I mean, it just blended so well, and that's when you know, like, it's good CGI when you don't even think about it anymore; it just seems natural.
0: Yeah. I I agree. Um I thought Colson was better, but maybe it's just cuz I didn't look at him as long as Nick Fury. Well, um, yeah, Colson didn't have
2: as much screen time though. Yeah,
0: ex- exactly. I, and that's why my my former coworker was saying that he actually liked Nick Fury's better cuz it was more polished. Um and Colson kind of looked plast but again, I didn't get a good look, look at Colson for, for for very long. Um yeah. I mean, they were both done really well. So I I was pleasantly surprised except for uh Fury's hair. And I didn't like how they kept uh, the continuously running joke about his eye. Oh, yeah. I'm like, okay, I got it the first time. That haha it's so funny. And then they kept like, oh, what's it going to be? When's he going to get the eye patch, you know, kind of thing? Mhm. Like you you didn't have to do that. We could have it could have been just, you know, sometime in the future he loses his eye, you know.
2: Yeah, that was another continu continuity issue that I had cuz in um Winter Soldier Fury blames like the last time I trusted someone is pretty like, that's when he lost the eye. But then in Captain Marvel, his eye just got scratched by the cat. Well, he the, trusted
0: the cat. I, yeah, exactly. Yes, he but
2: yeah. he's like, I don't know that that kind of just seemed forced in my. Yeah, it did in, in my opinion. So I think
1: and- um it was very like that was it. He got scratched by a cat and he lost his eye. That, to me, that was like, really? Yeah. I
0: I kind of got what they were trying to do, where it's, you know, ha ha, fu- so funny, it was so simple. Uh, But, you know, people blow things out of proportion. Yeah. So it was like an an epic battle, probably, that he lost his eye. Or, you know, like, folklore, how did he lose his eye? Yeah,
1: yeah, everybody makes up a story, different story on how he lost the eye. And yeah, kind of like Regina legend.
0: George and, and her hair <laughs> oh, yeah. being yeah, insured yeah, yeah. or whatever. Right. Yeah. So I, see, I, I see, I I understand what they were trying to do, but it was like they were kind of hitting you over the head with it. Like, they, they didn't have to do it, like, three times in the movie.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. So... What do you guys think of the uh, Stanley cameo on the train? There, did you see the script that he was reading?
0: I did not, but I really did like the opening.
1: Yeah, I was. I wanted to mention that too. I was like,
2: oh, that's that's sweet.
0: Like everybody in my theater, like, would not stop clapping until until the first scene started happening. Yeah, like, yeah. It, it, yeah. It, it was, I started
2: clapping too when I saw that.
0: Yeah, it, it was very moving, and I was surprised to see him actually in the movie. I didn't know that he would be um, on that train. But I didn't get to see what script it was.
1: So this this movie takes place in the 90s, right? So the right. script he was reading was Kevin Smith's Mallrats. Okay, now the thing is Stan Lee was in the movie. Okay, and he, he was reading a line for the part that he played in the movie. So basically, Stan Lee is cameoing himself. Um, <laughs> yeah, so would, that's pretty cool. That's I pretty cool. I feel like it just, you know, brings everything together. You know, it. And that's like the final thing he'll show up in because he's just himself. He's Stan Lee, right? You
2: think? Cause um, I could swear they finished filming both um, event like Endgame and Captain Marvel before he passed. So yeah,
1: he yeah was, they, he'll probably be in um, Endgame. But yeah, yeah, he might be in
0: Endgame. But yeah.
1: yeah, it's I think it's pretty cool that he was playing himself there.
2: Oh yeah, no, I mean with the that little um, that fun fact that you shared. that's, yeah. uh, that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, so. Kevin Smith, who um, wrote the script, um, he's Silent Bob and Jay and Silent Bob, you know? So yeah. he he, um, he was pretty um, emotional when he saw that. He was like, wow, Dan Lee cameo, and he's shouting me out. So it's pretty good.
0: Yeah, that's pretty awesome.
1: So yeah, um, what did you guys think of, you know, having a Drew Dog character uh, in this movie where, you know, he's like controlling her and then he becomes the one who is... Begging her for mercy, and then can I
2: can I um, voice my biggest critique here? Okay. So my biggest problem with the with this movie was the whole. There's this whole trope that the seemingly good guys are actually the bad guys.
0: Mm. You had a problem with that? It's getting (laughs) old. I'm surprised with that.
2: I feel like it's getting old, and it seems uninventive to me anymore.
0: Okay.
2: And so so basically, you're coming and 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 amnesia, like that whole like with. Carol Danvers um, having amnesia about, you know, her, uh, her human past, actually just the whole amnesia thing. Like I'm, i watch a, sh- a lot of anime. So, and this is used so much. I just feel like it's just lazy writing now at this point, whenever they use this.
1: So, so you're basically coming to expect it to happen already. So, you know, yeah, it's hey, just, this guy it's is nothing not new guy.
2: anymore to me. And I kind of, yeah, it's expected now. So I just feel like it's lazy. It's unadventive. and. It's boring now, <laughs> so I uh, that was that's my biggest problem with this movie personally.
1: So what do you think of it, Risa? With Jude Law being the good guy that actually is a bad guy.
0: Um. Okay. So I knew that th- they could have taken his character in two ways. One that he could have been Marvel. Okay. Um. And then two that he could have been a bad guy. Um. So I anticipated. Both. I just didn't expect the scrolls to be good guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, they weren't necessarily good guys. They were just not bad.
2: But they're not (laughs) bad. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because the moment I saw Ben Mendelssohn's face, I was like, oh, snap. He's bad. (laughs) You know? Mm -hmm. Um, I just saw Krennic at that point. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like, he's always typecasted as a bad guy just because of his face.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, And then they changed it. And then you're like, oh, snap. He's not actually bad. I mean he's not good per se, but um it he's kind just of
1: trying to find a home. Basically. Exactly.
0: Um and it's a it's a deviation from the comics, but I thought they it was a deviation in a good way. Um it also explained where the heck uh Captain Marvel was for twenty odd years, um, trying to right. find a home for the scrolls galaxies away. Um, I just don't understand uh I don't know. It Gemma Chan's character just seemed like a throwaway. They could have <laughs> done so much with her. She's she has so much range as an actress. Um the other side characters, they were really good. I learned a small um uh like a kind of a, a, a bit from my fr- my co-worker, uh, former co-worker. He mentioned cuz I I saw how they focused so much on Monica, the, the girl. Okay. Um she's at, her character in the 80s is actually um she becomes a superhero as well. Um so she, we're thinking that possibly in endgame she's gonna play a significant role being kind of the roadie to carol oh carol danvers you know how um i Stark had a had, feeling Stark yeah, has roads. A- yeah so we're we're thinking monica is gonna be that to carol oh nice yeah,
2: yeah i had a feeling that they were gonna probably bring her back since yeah this movie's in the 90s and then you know flash or fast forward to quote-unquote current with uh at post snap
0: yeah in in the um comics monica is supposed to become the next captain marvel Mm. or miss marvel um but because of the fact that it was set in the 90s and then they flash forward to current time it's it doesn't seem like they're gonna make it that way where she's gonna take up the mantle from brie larson um rather that it's gonna be like a sidekick type of thing
1: yeah what so what do you think of her being the sidekick here instead of being the hero the heroine or whatnot who monica yeah I mean, is this another thing where it's like, you know, a uh, white superhero has a black sidekick or something like that, you know, minority sidekick? Or... I mean, it
0: certainly seems like it, doesn't it?
1: Yeah. Look, yeah. Iron Man, he's got Rhodey, you know. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, it just seems like they're doing it again, you know. Yeah.
0: I mean, at least we have Black Panther and Shuri. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Um, I heard they're going to be filming a new Marvel hero and he's going to be an Asian man. So, did you hear about that news?
0: I did. did I also think? saw something else about a Jewish blind person. Oh, yeah. Okay. So
1: that's for like Daredevil. <laughs> yeah, like Daredevil. <laughs> no, oh.
0: he's actually he's uh, actually like a he's he's Another Jewish hero. and he's blind and he's he's also gonna be a superhero or something. Oh, nice. Um, hmm. Yeah. So. I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting, but hopefully we get something similar to like Gemma Chan, but not being a bad guy.
2: Right. Oh, I was so, I was so sad. She got shot down.
1: I know. Well, I guess she's not going to be in the next movie. No, she Yeah. Ain't.
0: So how did you guys feel about Brie Larson's portrayal? Because I have strong feelings about this, so I can go last.
2: I felt like her, she was really stiff. Yeah. Um, and to me, because you know, each of these like the past Marvel or, or the past the uh, characters for like you know, there's Stark, there's Rhodey, there's Thor. They kind of have this signature marvel studios kind of comedy feel to it i mean Mm. sure they they have their 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 serious moments but like they'll throw in the comedy every now and then i felt like they tried they forced that with or brie forced it with with, uh her character it just didn't feel like the signature marvel comedy to me
1: Mm, i see and uh for me i've also thought she was kind of bland uh just like neutral kind of and not really as expressive as i thought she would be or like as like she you know like how the typical marvel characters are kind of campy you know she didn't seem like that at all but you know i i don't know maybe it's because she's an oscar winning actress or something i don't know uh, well i what- definitely
2: saw the potential because like she she did demonstrate some some pretty good acting i thought yeah she um-
1: she can act but I don't think this is the right character for her. Um, if that yeah, makes I, sense. I felt,
2: I felt like, yeah, she was a bit stiff and forced Yeah, for, and for me. Yeah. Uh,
1: what do yeah. you think, Rissa? Let's get to your opinion here.
0: You ready for my rant? Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's hear your rant. <laughs> okay. Um, so I've obviously been strongly opposed to her being uh, cast as Captain Marvel from the beginning because mm-hmm. I believe that um, Ivan Strahovski or Emily Blunt would have been the better choices. Um, but i will I was giving her the benefit of the, of the doubt, and I watched the movie, and I thought she did a good job as ver of uh, verse how, however Verse. as Verse and as Carol, but when it came to Captain Marvel as being you know the badass superhero type thing, I didn't buy it um she wasn't commanding, and every time she said a line as Captain Marvel, I was just like, man that's kind of wimpy like it's it's not it doesn't have the uh like the umph behind it, like when Wonder Woman says something or when Scarjo says something as Black Widow, you know, there wasn't any conviction behind it. Even, um, Elizabeth Olsen does better, you know, as, as, as a uh, Scarlet, Scarlet Witch. Witch. Yeah. So I, I was just, I was like, I don't buy this person as a badass, you know, superhero. Um, with, Her snarkiness and her emotional range, I definitely bought it because obviously she's an Oscar-winning actress and she has that type of ability. Um, But I thought they could have picked actresses that have all of that, which I'm saying is Yvonne Strahovski and Emily Blunt, um, that were at the forefront in my my book. Um, Because we've seen both of these women portray... you know, super, like, we, we saw Von yeah. be a, a super spy with um, a lot of backstory and depth to her character. We've seen um, Emily Blunt in, you know, really strong roles. I think she was in the... Edge, at, of, Edge of
2: Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow with Tom Cruise. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was good. Um, yeah.
0: And then she she played Mary Poppins, who has a different kind of snark to her. Um, so I'm just saying, like, there are... And even... There, there are even uh, actresses out there that they're probably unknown that have this type of emotional range that that could have portrayed captain marvel so like they were saying that they wanted to go with a quote-unquote unknown and then they turn around and go with an oscar winner so yeah, i'm like yeah. uh that's not necessarily a known. i mean yeah she's known for indie films but it's not unknown like she has an academy award so i'm going to like give her the benefit of the doubt for endgame um because obviously this is an origin story when we have like the first movies of marvel movies such as like uh captain america the first avenger we struggle with you know getting kind of traction mm-hmm. um same thing with ant-man um i thought ant-man and the wasp was better than the first ant-man
1: yeah me too um
0: evangeline lily is is another badass uh superhero um you you believe her you know and her or conviction behind the character so i'm just gonna chalk this up to half of the movie she had amnesia and was kind of playing aloof on purpose um hopefully she's better in endgame for so, the sake of the whole entire mcu
1: so she kind of did play a badass in scott pilgrim against the world right i mean what did you think of her uh, in that movie did you think she was weak because yeah
0: i she i didn't buy her either
1: you didn't buy it either nah okay how about you, Nelson? Did you watch her in that? Did you see her in that movie? Uh, No. Scott Pilgrim? Okay. I thought she
0: was annoying, just like she was kind of annoying in this one. Okay, but, okay. Yeah. So it lacks, uh, I,
1: lacks the strength that you yeah. would assume that a hero should have.
0: Right. The thing about superheroes is that, I don't know, they just have this presence. They don't even have to say a word on screen. And you are like, I want to be that. I want to be saved by that person, you know? or I want to be that person's friend because they'll protect me. Kind mm. of thing.
1: Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh what do you think Nelson? Do you do you, uh agree here that you felt she was weak in her portrayal?
2: Yeah. Um I mean like I mentioned earlier, I I felt like definitely parts of her portrayal as of Carol was kind of stiff. Mhm. Um or I guess Captain Marvel and in all honesty I don't recall like I just saw the movie yesterday but I don't ever recall her being called Captain I mean technically she is since she was a a, a, a pilot. pilot yeah but I mean and then Marvel was a separate character altogether but then you know Nick at the very end kept saying like oh it's, it's easier to say Marvel
1: <laughs> right
2: but never Captain Marvel put together so. Uh, anyway, sorry, that was a small tangent. Um, yeah, I, I'm. Yeah, I'm. I'm still a little conflicted with the uh, with Brie Larson's uh, portrayal here, but not much else to say for me on that in that regard.
0: Yeah, because I I actually loved all the other characters more than her. Wow. <laughs> so, okay. um, yeah, her I best did- her best friend was more. You know, she was she had more oomph behind her character than than Brie Larson had on hers in my opinion. Her pick me up speech was, was pretty cool too.
2: Cool. I, I enjoyed the like, um, Carol and, and fury duo. They, they were pretty entertaining.
0: Yeah. They had some pretty good banter.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. They Especially yeah. with
0: the, with the unlocking the door. <laughs>
2: oh, I just wanted to, didn't want to take your thunder.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She could have just saw with tape. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you watched me play with tape.
1: Yeah. That was a good one. So, uh, what do you guys think of the Kree as a species? Because, like, when when I figured out that they were Kree, I was like, well, I thought the Kree were bad guys. Because if you remember from Guardians of the Galaxy, Ronan, the, what's his name? The yeah. accuser. Ronin, the accuser. He was a bad that, guy.
0: That's actually him, too. Yeah, and
1: that was him in the movie, at the, uh, like, toward the end there.
0: Yeah, well, he just didn't earn his stripes yet.
1: Yeah, yeah
2: it, it I just thought like with the Cree being bad, I thought it's because Ronan went rogue.
0: Oh
1: well, I thought like all if the I, Kree
2: if were I bad. recall, if I recall, Guardian the first Guardian of the Galaxy correctly, I thought he went rogue. That's why
0: I... he did. Oh, he okay. worked for Thanos,
2: right? So yeah, he wasn't necessarily like he was Cree, but. He was doing his own thing.
1: Well, if you remember, also watching—I uh, don't know if you guys watched 18 of the S.H.I.E.L.D.*, but I do. Yeah, yeah I was going like, to mention that. Yeah, like the Kree also had that. What was it again, Risa? Where they got the powers and the people became Inhumans.
0: Yeah, the yeah they had the um those crystals.
1: Yeah, the crystal thing where it breaks and then it releases the powder and then it unlocks the potential in the Inhumans and they become Inhumans. Yeah. So I was like, well, the Kree did that too. So. And then they come to try to destroy the Earth. Like, I mean, no, even... they saved
0: the Earth. Well, they saved the people. They enslaved them, but whatever. Yeah.
1: Well, <laughs> see, that's what I'm talking about. Like, is it that... wasn't their
0: it wasn't their fault that the Earth got destroyed.
1: Well, I mean, is that still their? You know, because they're enslaving people. You yeah. know, and then they're <sighs> they even tried to even the scrolls. They went to their planet and killed a bunch of them, and they ran away. You
0: know so like they actually flipped the script on that one um because in the comics the scrolls are the ones that um Try I, to I think so i think it's i think that's climate? how it is the, yeah. the scrolls are the ones that are trying to expand
1: yeah yeah but it they made it look in the marvel universe here that the kree are always the one trying to expand right yeah so what do you guys think yeah, about yeah, that? yeah that's, like they, that's what
0: it is the scrolls uh are expanding and they land at the kree's home planet there are two races on the kree's home planet um one of them is intellectually superior and then the blue guys the kree are are barbarian and they actually uh commit mass genocide so that they're the only race mm. and then they fight back against the scroll.
1: so like roman ronan the accuser and the other blue ones are the barbarians
0: yeah yeah basically
1: okay well there you go i mean it's like different from the comic um yeah it's
0: it's a bit different um but i mean it's it's the mcu so they can do what they want
1: that's true they um, have it, their creative license there
0: it's in line with what they're trying to do with agents of shield though um with the kree uh i did have a a different friend that was like i thought all the kree are blue <laughs> and we made a joke we we're like well are all people one color and they're See? like oh good point too yeah shame, too shame. yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> So I think that's what we're trying to, like, they're, they're trying to get away with, you know, um, being able to be diverse. Okay. I mean, like, they, they all bleed blue, but they're different, you know, colors.
1: I see. I see. So, yeah. Um, any other thoughts? You guys have any other thoughts? I have a closing thought. All right. Uh, Nelson, what's your closing thought?
2: Um, This movie wasn't necessary.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs>
2: just based on what we got, like, sure, it was... Um, an origin story, I right. guess, for Captain Marvel. But the biggest thing was its release date. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was uh, pretty much one and a half months before Endgame, and everyone cares about Endgame. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. They just want their questions answered, including mine. So um, it didn't matter if Captain Marvel made money or not. I mean, it definitely did. But <laughs>
0: oh, it broke nine hundred million. Yeah.
1: yeah it um,
2: did. But in the end, I feel this movie just wasn't necessary.
1: So. Do you think they could have just gotten away with that one scene where the pager is like blinking and then it turns off and then Carp- Captain Marvel shows up? Yes. Yeah. yeah. They could have just condensed everything to that, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, Risa. Do you have any closing thoughts, too?
0: Where's my Black Widow movie?
1: Oh, <laughs> I thought they were gonna do a series on Disney Plus. I don't do know. A I'm just all
0: I'm saying is we were promised a Black Widow movie. We were. Yep. I don't understand why we got a Captain Marvel movie that didn't make sense to us before something that was promised. Um,
1: well, they do have it slated for Disney Plus, so I mean, yeah. But do you really part. think
0: ScarJo is going to go do that? No, they're going to recast it with a younger actress.
1: Do you think so? I mean, I think so. I I, I don't know. Um,
0: I doubt that they're going to pay her enough to do a series. Right, no, I think it's going to be a movie. A series, yeah. I think it might
1: be a movie, but like on the Disney Plus platform. So, you know, like how Netflix has their big budget movies, too.
0: Yeah. How, how many how many uh, movies does she have left on her contract, though?
1: I don't know. But if she does that one for the Disney Plus, that's the solo Black Widow movie, right?
0: <sighs> I think that's a cop out and she deserves a feature.
1: Yeah. Like yeah. in the box office. I think she does need a box office one. But, you know, people on Disney Plus need something, right? You know. Not just the Mandalorian.
0: <laughs> I mean, they'll, they'll get more stuff. They're pulling all of their uh, stuff from Netflix. So they're going to get subscribers, no doubt. It's just, I don't know. I, I thought that I needed a Black Widow origin story before a Captain Marvel one. Because most people don't even know the, the comic. And the release date is a little bit iffy for them to put it so close to Shazam. Um, mm-hmm. Who was the original Captain Marvel in DC. That's right. So, His
1: name was Captain Marvel.
0: Yeah. So it's just you know it's a little suspect. They're trying to go toe to toe, but they don't really need to because they have Endgame coming out later in the month. So it's I I kind of agree with Nelson that you could have chalked it up to just one scene or had her come in towards the end. You know, have one closing scene, not just the pager. Yeah. Um, in Infinity War, and that could have tied it up, and then afterwards they could have released. Really- a, a better quality captain marvel right movie like right. a full feature because i don't know it kind of did feel a little rushed it didn't seem as polished as it should have been um but i totally loved the soundtrack oh yeah it i really it liked felt it similar to guardians in that sense, sound- where it was like a middle of the road kind of movie um they tried to do their humor here and there but the soundtrack was super good oh, yeah. um but don't oh, yeah. get me wrong, I I love Guardians more than this movie.
1: Yeah, for me, Guardians really was really good, and I love the soundtrack. But the soundtrack really made this movie. I have to agree with you. Uh, well,
2: we're, again, we're '90s kids, so yeah, well, that,
1: that's true. That's true. We grew up in the '90s, so it's like nostalgic. But you know, I also love the soundtrack for Guardians, and that was more '70s, '80s. You know, oh, true, right. yeah. So, but yeah, it's really good music. Um, if anybody wants to check that out, it's um, it's good. So check it out.
2: To build on something Rissa mentioned about Black Widow, um, she's been in the MCU since Iron Man Two. Right. Right. So I mean, it's kind of unfair that she's been in so many other Marvel movies so far, and yet she still doesn't have her own. And then Captain Marvel shows up out of nowhere.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I know. Exactly. I know. It's, it's like so a. They, it it they, seems unfair. They force so a character on us before giving right. us an existing character background story.
2: And right. at this point, I feel like yeah. Um, johansson's uh, black widow character is pretty beloved yeah so yeah i agree it, yeah it's unfair
0: She's <laughs> she's gone through her paces like right. she basically uh, like headlined um winter soldier with chris evans so right mm-hmm. i'm like come on we we deserve to know what happened in her past
1: yeah, it's like it's like her and hawkeye you know they've been yeah. there so long they don't have any origin stories right and then all of a sudden you get ant-man, right? Where did yeah. he come from? And then mm-hmm. then you get a, a captain marvel. Okay. What about the people that you've been showing us in these other movies, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. They probably do deserve something on the screen, the big screen, but we're going to end up with them on the small screen. So
0: But honestly, like with with her kind of story being like a spy and being you know um i don't know she has so much depth to her character i feel like they could do what they did with black panther and get a really good director and possibly make a bid oh, for really? a season yeah if they do it right so that's why i think that they need to do a feature because i think scarjo is a good enough actress to do it
1: yeah they should do it i think they should yeah yeah but yeah no love for her it sucks
0: and it's actually a movie that she deserves to to mantle unlike uh some of the questionable whitewashing
2: (laughs) movies yeah Yeah. that's a whole nother topic (laughs) yeah
0: but yeah like i'm saying this is a movie that was promised to us a long time ago that she actually deserves to play a role
1: right definitely all right so i guess that was our thoughts on captain marvel the movie um so next we're looking forward to Avengers in uh, Endgame, uh, which is going to be the finale for, I guess, or the continuation of Infinity War. Um, I've read some stuff where they said that uh, the stuff they showed in the trailers was made up of scenes that are not actually in the movie and old cut scenes from the past. So they're trying not to reveal anything at all. Well, they, they
2: did that with Infinity War. So
0: yes. yeah, I mean,
1: exactly.
2: <laughs> I wouldn't put them past it for this one, this latest trailer, too. They yep.
0: do purposely film MacGuffins like this, um, but there was one piece of information um, that we can uh, count on being in the movies. Which was? The suits. Oh, oh what right.
1: they're what they're wearing?
0: Yes, because they actually do have merchandise that was leaked. Um, there is a man's uh, red suit and a woman's red suit and like 20 different faces that you can swap out their faces. Um, oh, oh. So they're, they're quantum realm suits, basically. Right yeah so yeah. uh we obviously knew that ant-man was going to be a key in this um i don't know if it's going to be tony developing these suits or if it's going to be bruce banner doing it um hopefully it's both of them but we don't know where how tony is going to get back
1: right based like on the earlier floating trailer in space right <laughs> um well I mean, i'm sure that's... pepper's
0: gonna fly in and save his butt but you know
2: yeah. i mean in that scene in the in that trailer where they're all walking in those those suits, I mean, the last walking scene, you see Tony heading them in the front, so that's kind of like a quote-unquote confirmation that he gets back to Earth, but yeah, I mean, that could just be in, like inserted in kind of like how Green Hulk was inserted in that running scene at the end of the Infinity War trailer. Yeah. Right, exactly. Hulk wasn't I mean, there. <laughs> Hulk
1: didn't even show up, you know? <laughs> no. He's not there. Well, no. they
0: didn't want to spoil uh, Ragnarok. Oh, yeah. Ragnarok, so.
1: yeah. But yeah, so. that was... Um, so that's the next, and probably... Final chapter for some of the our beloved uh, characters here yeah. in the Marvel contracts are up, so. yeah, oh. yeah, exactly. So it's time for a new wave of Marvel heroes. Um, so next movie to look out for it's going to be Dumbo, the remake. Uh, when it comes to Disney, are you guys planning on watching it on premiere or no? Are just going to wait till later?
0: Uh, I'll probably wait.
1: Okay.
2: Yeah, I, I'm probably going to see it on premiere, but I'll definitely watch it in theater still.
1: Okay. Sounds good. I mean, I probably won't watch it on premiere either. So, but we'll definitely watch that. And then we'll have something to talk about as well for another movie review. Yeah. All right. So, uh, you guys want to say anything to our listeners? Uh, Rissa?
0: Yeah. Thanks for tuning in again. Um, Hopefully, you guys enjoyed our critique and our praises of this movie. Um, uh, Check us out on all our social media Platforms and make sure you subscribe to any of the podcast apps that you are listening uh, to so that you can uh, keep up to date with all of our latest Disney uh, podcast uh, episodes. And uh, if you are buying anything from Park Hopper Customs, please make sure to use DTP-15 for 15% off $10 or more purchases.
1: And Nelson, anything you want to tell our listeners? Yeah, so thanks, guys, for
2: dropping by again this week on our review for Captain Marvel, the movie. Um, I know we were kind of harsh at some points, but you know, that's what critiques are. Um, and we did have some praise for the movie as well. So hopefully you guys enjoyed uh, this episode and i um, looking forward to Endgame. So we'll definitely be having an episode on that. So look forward to that. And um, I guess we'll talk to you next time.
1: So I want to say thank you guys for joining in and for listening to us on this podcast, please subscribe on your favorite podcast app and Don't forget to check us out on all our social media platforms as well. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter, Instagram. We're also on YouTube. And speaking of YouTube, we did update our channel art. And if you see a robot in there, that's Larry. Um, Larry Clarissa, or Rissa created Larry here. And he's our spokes robot for the Disney Time podcast. So as Larry would say, keep your watches synced to Disney Time. And we'll see you next time.
2: See ya. Later.